Should have listened to Rachel and just hit a button. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 233 is entitled, Brian's Back. Y'all remember me, right? I used to be on this podcast all the time. Well, I've been gone a while, and a lot has been going on. And I can't wait to share it with you all tonight at the table. So please pull up a seat and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app, or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in rome visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com and while there you can take our relational needs questionnaire make sure to follow us on all social media and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review jay what specifically is this podcast about being alone is the worst good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone romans twelve fifteen says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn that is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about we demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes or so of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day in Rome. Chris Chris Valentine's in Day in Rome. He's not in New York. You know how happy it makes me that I didn't have to read the intro this week? Have you, been, have you been reading the intro? Yes. He yeah. has. I've fumbled something every single time. Yeah. Yes. He's done a fine job. I'll say I've done a fine job. Not a good job. It's been fine. <laughs> a mediocre at best. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's it's good to have you back. So good to have him back. Well, thank you. Hey, and look, your bride's here tonight. Hey, look at that. Hi, Lex. Um, we had a nice Valentine's Day dinner. Um, wow. Oh, nice. I yeah. haven't seen Rachel all day. <laughs> I don't see her on Wednesdays I saw Amy now. for two minutes when you yeah. guys came in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I saw her at 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah. Much as I remember. Who, Amy? That's good quality yeah. time. <laughs> Amy, yeah. It was awkward, but yeah. let me tell you, your camera picks up a lot. Yeah. Those bushes aren't quite <laughs> thick right now, are no, they? they are yeah. not. in the wintertime. Um, we, uh, so one thing I wanted to bring up tonight, um, and this, this, is, this is related to my week and emotional needs. You know who like the hardest we talk about. This we thing do on this talk podcast. about, it, but we but we talk about like we, we demonstrate that we in the demonstrate first fifteen minutes in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> but we're I'm actually gonna like kind of talk about it. Um, but you you know who is really hard to meet emotional needs? Um, Satan. Uh, no, five year olds. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So close to Satan sometimes. <laughs> um, but like it's. It's it's so hard because like they don't understand it, you know, and like they don't understand emotional needs, right? Like well, I I feel like w- mm-hmm. like us as adults we have a like there's like a disconnect already um, with with emotional needs. Like no, like unless you listen to this podcast or unless you've done the the training down in Texas that Jay did, sure. you, you're Come not to you're not aware of them and pay attention, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know. They're with kids, like they're just unaware. So you just out there. So you have to read the room. Like they can't take the test, and Mm -hmm. you can't understand like what. Lexus, she can't hear a thing. Oh no. Should be hearing something. Oh boy. Okay, sorry. Um. Let me do one thing real quick. Do do do. 
Are we just talking and you see us moving our heads and well, no, another problem. I can't. There we go. Okay. Um, she'll be able to hear us now. And well, was that just her or is that's this... just her? We're recording over we're here. Good? We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. It's not just Lex, but if you're watching, no sound. Live, we're, well, we have sound now. Um, she should see it in a minute. Yeah. Uh, she says, um, so recap, kids are very hard to, uh, meet their emotional needs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Amy's mom passed away. Maggie's going through it. There's been things that have happened. Like Amy went to Florida, so she wasn't here. So it's like, that's like making, making Amy go away even worse, mm. you know, like, so Nana's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Then mommy goes away. Oh, and yeah. like, so it's like, you know, she's having this battle right now yeah. and she's really going through it. And it is so like, and she's equating it with, like she's talking about how much she does not like uh, lunch bunch, which is her longer day at school. Mm-hmm. Because what ha- what usually what used to happen was we drop Maggie off, and then either Amy on Fridays would pick her up, or during the week Grandma or Nana would pick her up. Mm-hmm. But on Tuesdays and Thursdays, since Nana's passed, we extended the day so she stays there all day. And today, I just kind of had this epiphany of. You know, we've talked a lot about Lunch Bunch, and she does not like she does, she's she's talked about how she doesn't like the nap time. She's talked about how she likes pickup days better than Lunch Bunch days. And I was like, it just like clicked in my head. I was like, you miss Nana picking you up, because if you ask her, do you miss Nana? No, mm-hmm. you know, but I know she does. She just doesn't know how to right. handle that because she's five. But like, I feel like. I cracked some kind of code today by saying, like, do, do you miss Nana picking you up? And she said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Perfect. all right. Now, now, like, but but it, th- this conversation has been, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, all she's talking about whenever she's, like, f- like fixated on something mm-hmm. that she doesn't like, it's Lunch Punch. And I'm like, <sighs> like, right. I really want to stop talking about Lunch Punch. Um, and I even said that in the car tonight. I was like, I really don't want to talk about lunch bunch anymore. <laughs> this is before the epiphany? No. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I fixed it. I didn't uh, fix I, it. I, I just found what I feel like no, I no, found. No, but you're like, you had the epiphany, yeah. so we're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, we're not, uh, until I unpack it on my end, right. we're just going to table the whole conversation. Yeah. Uh, but And that's, you know, ignoring. Uh, but <laughs> it's not the best emotional responding, but I haven't ignored it. We've been talking about it for two weeks. Right. Uh, <laughs> so. So, but it's just, it's tough. It's tough. And um, so what is her highest emotional need that you can't meet? Um, because I, in theory, if I may, yeah, and I join you in your frustration of figuring out the puzzle that is emotional responding to children. Yeah. Um, you said it's hard to meet her emotional needs because she's not aware of them. She doesn't have to inherently be aware of them. You do. Right. And that's what I like. I like, I've figured out what some are. Some are support. She needs support. Sure. Um, but that's not being, that's not the one that's not being met with. Right no, now. I think it's belonging because she very much just wants you to join her. And I, and I don't, that would be comfort. Well, I mean, like, join you, like, being in the same room. We're, like, you know, we're having fun together. Like, everything's cool with, with each other. Like, we're, I'm part of the group, you know, you're my dad, you're my mom, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, well, no, that makes sense because grandma is gone. Nana's gone. Let's, sorry. Right. 
Nana right. is gone and is being replaced by that which she does not value, which is more classmates. Right. Teacher. Right. Who don't dote the way Nana would. Right. And now mom's gone on a little quick vacation. And there's probably a dash of security in there. Right. But I'm, I'm saying that it, that does make sense on the belonging end of things. Because you could say, well, she belongs to her classroom. Right. And she's like, yeah, she doesn't value that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it doesn't bring her security. Right. Yeah. Whereas there's a safety. Or comfort. Right. Because I'm finding that she, I think she does have like a, a higher need of comfort too. Um, but that also might just be like she's five. Sure. You know, yeah. kids need comfort, right. you know. Because you can join them in their emotion. Yeah, it is tough, honey. Yeah, it is a long day. And it I've is... done that. Right, I'm well, saying I've so. <laughs> right. And it doesn't mean it satiates. Like we think, right. like, I did the right thing, so it should be over now. Right. Yeah. You should be all better. Right. Um, Being powerless to fix your kids. It's tough. You especially know that. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, but on a lighter note, on a higher note, we went to Monster Jam. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I know I, I previewed it last week. It was awesome. How often do you get to have your expectations met? Uh, it, dude, and it met mine, like from when I was a kid, because I never went to the live, you know, monster truck show, and you know I. I went with Max and Gigi, and I, it was a complete surprise. To, and Maggie. To, yeah, right. And Maggie. <laughs> but it was a complete surprise to Maggie. She would have loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a complete surprise to Maggie. And we're going where we, I, I told her that we had to do an errand. We have to run an errand, and it's downtown. She was like, what? That's so far. <laughs> like, I love that she knows. I'm like, this is the best already. And, uh, and, I, I said, yeah, we got to go down. And so, you know, we go down there and we meet up with, with Max and, and all four of us are on the escalator. We've gone through like security. She still has no idea. And uh, I, I look at Max. I'm like, she has no idea where we are right now. I haven't told her anything. He and was, she's never been there before. Right? She's never been there before. He was like, he has no idea. She has no idea. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, right now she's at a mall on an yeah. escalator. And I was like, yep, that's exactly where we were. <laughs> and so we get to the top. And like even like the announcers go in, like you can hear it, you know, in oblivious. the background, you know, just oblivious. And I, I tell her where we are and she just lights up and she's so excited. I take her over to look down, you know, and, and the trucks are all out, mm. just parked. I'm like, We're here to watch Monster Jam. We're gonna watch monster trucks, you know, do tricks and stuff, and she's just like so excited. And then, you know, we got we got some food and we're just hanging out. And she was engaged the whole time. Oh, so and great. it's and they kick it off awesome. Like all eight cars are like going around like the track yeah. all at once. The music's going, the mm-hmm. lights are crazy. And she's just like looking over at me and she's like, Yeah, this is You awesome. look around and everybody all of a sudden has a mullet somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody grows one while they're there. And uh and she just absolutely loved it. And we had the we had and she like I said, she stayed engaged the whole time. We stayed there the whole time and it's long. Mm-hmm. It's not short. Um, and it was, it was fun. And like the well, drivers like, like were three hours. It was like two and a half. Ooh, Ooh, that's a long time. It's a long time. And, but like we were, but it didn't feel that long either, which was right. great. With no intermission? One intermission. Oh, I like an intermission. It was, there was an intermission. And then they also had a break with the uh, FMX US team, which is the dirt bikes and they mm. did tricks and Ooh, stuff, which was, was really like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was really engaged for that. She really liked watching that. And, um, 
And yeah, it was it was just and the event was just like top notch. The drivers were so cool when they when they talked and they thanked everybody for coming out and like it was just like yes, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and man, is it loud? Yeah. Uh, it's louder than I even did. You have ever. your your uh, plugs. So it's, here's a funny story. So I borrowed ear protection from Chris from because oh. uh, from from their daughter um, Lilybug, and but the funny thing is when we got down there and Maggie had it on. I could I could see her like fussing with it, and she was like, "I don't think it's working really well." And I was like, "All right, not good." Uh, and uh, so I was like, "Let's try my earplugs." So I took my like little foam that you squish and you put shove it in your ear. Did that, put it in, and she was like, "Yeah, that's that's better." And I said, "Okay." So then I wore Lilybug's little <laughs> earmuff earphones for for two and a half hours, and they were fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you can you can't you can't do it. You would have a like a raging headache. Really? Oh, dude, it's so loud. It's it's even louder than I thought. Hmm. I knew it was going to be loud, but there's no way that and everybody had to have ear protection in there. There's mm-hmm. no way you're doing it without it. And we were up on the upper bowl. It's not like we were down close to them. Like it, it's loud, even with just one or two going at that time. But like, yeah. man, when they were all going around and being like, did you, did you feel it like go through your body? Like just like the vibration. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. It was so awesome. It was so cool. Um, yeah. It was just, it was like, like you said, Jay, it was just one of those, like, it's so awesome when expectations are met. And that was that was great. Yeah. Wow. I had uh, today a lunch. I'm trying to decide how to tell the story. Um, I had a lunch with Troy of Troy and Gianna. Oh um, wow! They're in town for the week. Oh cool! Oh cool! They were at church on Sunday, and it was great to see him. And it was such a great time. I mean, it was he. It was one of those times where. You know, I mean, they came to church for, I don't know how long, a little over a year, maybe yeah. a little more. You know, I, I didn't get to know him real well in that time. But it was one of those times, and, and it's sort of like, it's in a different context, but I want to say like real recognizes real. Mm-hmm. You know, now normally that means like talent in a sport or an activity or whatever. But it was just like, hey, here's where I am. And he just opened up and just shared the most beautiful story of his present life, what he's been through in the past year. And then really filling me in, like I knew he had a tough upbringing, like mm-hmm. he had a really tough upbringing with his mom trying to, com- like his mom tried to commit suicide when she was 11 and he found her Whoa. and then wow. multiple more times until she finally did commit suicide Jeez. when he was 18 Whoa. and wow. the different way that that manifested in him mm-hmm. versus his brother. Whereas his, and, and he said, he explained this recently to his brother. I, I don't think I'm blowing up his spot. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen. So we're, we're in the clear here. And he didn't tell me to keep it in confidence. But, you know, his brother's been in a lot of trouble. It's part of why they moved back to Iowa to sort of be there for his brother. Yeah. And he said he had a moment where he got to sit down with his brother and he said, look, we both experience the mm-hmm. same hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, we've both been in this terrible place. He said, but I internalize. I am the reason for all of our pain. Like I took this Mm. pain. Well, I must've deserved it. I'm a terrible human being. Mm. So I beat myself up. He said, you, you outwardly manifest your hurts and your angers. So it causes you a lot more outward Mm -hmm. negative ramifications, but it's still the same pain. Neither one of us is worse than the other. I'm not better than you because I beat myself up and you beat other people up. And it was just the most beautiful understanding of hurts mm-hmm. and the manifestations of those hurts. We even talked about you a little bit about, 
you know, you're not good enough to have imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. That's, that's exactly who I am. You know, and he's not good enough to be upset about his hurts because, of course, he deserves them. You mm. know, and, and it was just, it was, it was. Is a, that guilt or is that self-condemnation? Self-condemnation. Yeah, okay. That's very much. I'm yeah. not even worthy of having my needs met. Yeah. You know? Like, right, of course, right. you know. Okay. You know, like, so whereas his brother's angry that his parents weren't better, you know, uh, he's sure. more like, of course my parents weren't better. I'm a terrible kid. Right. Why would I have good parents? Wow. Yeah. I would have maybe even had better parents, but I'm such a jerk. Yeah. Like they were, I, I don't deserve good parents and I probably made them worse. Yeah. There's the guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some amazing things I won't share, but just great stories, but great laughter. And, you know, and I got to share with him a lot of, you know, what we're going through at the church and the new wineskins and me not having a clue what the new wineskins were and, you know, and, and discovering them to whatever degree, new ways to do church for those of you who haven't been along for the ride. It was just a great, I was going to say hour, an hour and 45 minutes of just being real and talking about life. And there's just people that you, that get it. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, when I say that our motto for our church should be, if you're looking for a church, we're not the church for you. Um, People like look at me like a confused dog and like, what do you, why would you ever say that? I don't get that. And he's like, yeah, I get that. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know that we're yeah. just here to be real and we're not here to be fluffy, but we're not here to be hardcore. Yeah. You know, we're right. Just trying to, just trying to get through. I always talk, Brian, I don't even know if you remember, but this summer you said, Jay, what you're trying to ask people is to live a life of sacrifice so that others can see the life of Christ in you so that they can have an opportunity to come to know Christ. And I said, yeah. And you went, that's a tough sell. <laughs> he said, not many people want to do that. I remember this. Not at all. Yeah. We had this conversation. You're just like, that's what you're trying to do. I'm like, yeah. And you're like, that's a tough sell. <laughs> but it is. It's not what people want to hear. They want to hear, oh, you're great. Oh, yeah, everything's yeah. good. God loves you. Everything's right. fine. Right. Prosper and, mm -hmm. and happiness and joy and everybody else's sins worse than yours. And and it's like, no, no, it's not going to, may not be okay. Right. <laughs> Speaking of hardcore church, did you guys see that, that football celebration that that church did? I did. In Ohio? Well, I saw it in advance. And then they kicked the... The Bible, like they, oh, like, I didn't see that. Like they, like a place kick, you know, like kicking a field goal. They kicked a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> From what I saw, yeah, I saw they were singing "Friends in Low Places" as part of the worship. <laughs> I'll see. Set. I'll see if I can find the video. It's they, those, during like, the Super was, Bowl. They had a church service, like steam and fireworks and like things going off inside the church. I was like, "What are we doing? Like oh, yeah. this is unbelievable." And then they they would give brief sermonettes on the commercial breaks. Oh, which is funny because a lot of people just want to see the commercials. But right. that was where the sermon was in the commercial breaks. Amazing. Um, That's amazing. Somebody posted it, and then I went, look, I became a football fan to reach the football fans. You know, I became a Roman to right. the Romans. You know, I'm like, look, ah, clearly, I said, I'm not even going to utter the word Super Bowl in my sermon on Sunday. So clearly, I'm not the guy yeah. to do this. But if it reaches somebody... I guess whatever. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. all right. I mean, I wouldn't want to stand before God on that one, but I got my own issues to deal with. So right. So speaking of issues, ah oh, man, Brian, what's been going on this year, this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long decade this past month. <laughs> um, we talked about you last week a little bit, and how we each of us had had conversations with you and heard some of obviously just a few of the stories, and I just said. I just keep thinking about that diner he was talking about. <laughs> I actually took a picture of <laughs> uh, the whole menu, each page, because nice. I want I wanted to show you. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's it's just from from breakfast to dinner, the menu. How many times did you eat there? <clears throat> At least ten. 
Oh, uh, I would in, think it was actually more month. so. No, at least ten in the month that I was that I was there. It was right down the street from my hotel. Sure, and it was just, it was simple, right? Like, I just went. It's a it diner. Was, it was two minutes away. It's a diner. I walked in, and by like the third night, hey Brian, what's up? Um, you know, I made friends there. Uh, I had the waiter that he was the avatar of a guy that would be waiting in a long waiting tables at a diner in the long island you know <laughs> area like he was um the stock character he was he was the npc for his name was brian um with an i uh, uh with with a, i think with an i yeah i can't remember now yeah long island brian is brian with an i yeah that's but, a too yeah but yeah the diner was great um Honestly, it was one of the highlights of my, like, it became one of the highlights of my days. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the diner again. <laughs> they had a really good London broil on a gar- on, on garlic bread. Um, the food, there, there was, you got so much food. And, like, every time I went, I was like, man, this is, uh, is going to be a waste, kind of, because I'm only going to eat half of it. Um, I was down to, like, one meal a day. Like, it got so intense that um, Peric, the my coworker, and I, um, like, we were, like, we started getting more extreme. He's like... I don't think I'm gonna sleep tonight. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna sleep a little bit, but <laughs> not as not as much as I normally do." And then at some point, he was like, "I don't think I'm gonna eat anymore." I was like, "All right," <laughs> I was like, "I'll go down to a meal a day." Um, well, let's. I want to transition and use my lovely wife, one of the people who sits at the table. She's not at the head of the table like Mary Lynn and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ashley, who apparently just got engaged. Congratulations, yeah, Ashley. Oh, congrats. congrats. Yeah. And Breaking 90. But you can go to lunchtimeinrome.com and sign up and become a paid subscriber. And you, too, will sit at the head of the table, along with lots of good other things that we keep talking about, talking about each week that we'll announce whenever we talk about it. But Rachel, when to, to show you, I'll give you a brief insight into Rachel's world, when I will show her an amazing dunk, from an NBA or a college game. Mm-hmm. She has never, ever been impressed. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, of course, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So she has said to me several times, what is Brian doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Like, and I explain what your product is in my own layman terms. But in her mind, she's like, okay, well, they're computer coders. Why don't they just type and make it happen? <laughs> I don't understand. So for people who haven't been yeah. with us or understand, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Why were you in New York? Why did it go haywire and what, what amazing, I don't care about why it went haywire, but I mean, wh- how did you get into position and, and what did you learn? You told us you have so many different stories. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend in Long Island that delivers ice to all of New York City and the surrounding areas. He does all kinds of different things, ice sculptures. Uh, he blows snow for movie sets. Um, so he just, he has all these things going on. Um, and I come from a background where, I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to deliver water. Never heard of it. Yeah. And um, over time, I learned the software. Uh, I learned how to manage routes and and drivers and, and, you know, fleet management, you know, the trucks and everything. Um, And then I went to work for the company that ran the software, actually, Eric, that you used. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I went to work for them. So it's, uh, it's... Software that helps companies make deliveries. That's the really short term, sure. you know, short uh, uh, answer of it. And a couple of years ago, my friend who was my client at my old company, um, he we started talking about, well, we think we can do a better product. 
And so he kind of wanted to go ahead and he, you know, basically bankrolled this. And one thing led to another, but I ended up finding a company that I, I did my due diligence on. And it was very clearly God leading me to this arrangement. So I brought my friend f- with the ice company. Uh, I found this, um, you know, God led me to this software company. And I kind of sat in the, I'm sitting in the middle saying, we're going to, you know how to build software. I know what needs to be done. And we're going to do it for my friend. You know, that's, that's really to sum up um, what's going on and what, what I'm doing right now. So, over the past couple of years, um, I've been working with somebody and we, we had a lot of differences uh, in the way things were supposed to go down uh, and it all came to a head um, at the beginning of, the, of this year uh, because we needed to actually change the, the whole program. So this guy runs his company on this old software. We needed to say, all right, we, we have to go and replace his old software with this new software, right? It's called a go live. Um, the problem that we ran into was everything that we'd done for the past two <laughs> you didn't years. You want to go live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like, it was just, it, you were go dead in the water. We were go dead in the water. And so, but we have to, like, it was either we, we forge ahead and keep my friend as the customer knowing what's ahead of us. Like there's so many, so much good opportunity ahead of us. Or we just say, you know what? It didn't work out. And neither of us, nobody wanted to really do that. Um, I didn't want to do that. So early January, he, my friend kind of said, we, if we don't do this now, we're not going, I, I got to walk away. He's like, I love you, but I got to walk away. And I said, all right. So we, you want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? We, so we did. Let's we get got nuts. nuts. So we, we went live and we realized just how far behind the eight ball we were. Uh, and then, so this last month really has been a process of transitioning from his old system to a new system. And again, he's got four locations, 50, you know, 50 employees right now. And then this is, I mean, this is his dead period. Um, so he's got a lot going on and he's 24 seven. So it's not like we even had the benefit in any of this to go, okay, phew, tomorrow. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no more working right now. We can do the things that we need to do. No, he's live all the time. Yeah. You know, which it's, it's, that's a problem. Um, cause you can never just stop. So anyways, we just, we got into this month of we're so far behind the eight ball, but we're now in this position where we were, we're having to go forward. Uh, it was, it was the most, one of the biggest rock and hard places I've ever been in my life. We couldn't go back. We couldn't stand still. It was all about going forward, but it's going forward with uh, like, we we described it as building the plane in midair you know or it's like what what came to, what it came to was we're we're we have a building we're remaking three and a half of the four walls of the foundation of this building and it's a big beefy substantial building it's not like <laughs> a a rickety shack right like this thing that he needs it's a big beefy building and we're remaking Three, hey, it's him right now. Ha! Do you want to take um, it? Not right. You on should this. take it. Not right no, now. Walk away. We'll talk about it. Um. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Uh, you go do what you got to do. All right. We all we'll vamp. talk about we'll you right while back. you're gone. We can vamp. So, it's been amazing to walk alongside him in this process. 
because I sort of understand what he's doing. You probably have a better idea. Sure. Yeah. But just the utter impossibility <clears throat> of where it was. Yeah, like like being in a place where being in a place where you're about to like needing to launch a product and not knowing like what's going to happen when you like turn the key to like the to, in the ignition of the car. Like, is it going to start? Is it not? Like, I can't imagine the nerve wracking like anxiety that I would have felt like in, right. this, in that situation. And he's talked about it. Him <clears throat> keep saying my friend, so we'll keep him. Yeah, my friend. You know, but from a re- emotional need standpoint, and maybe he'll get into this. Like, he has really been there and built the relationship with this guy who is an entrepreneur, who is a mover, who is a shaker, yeah, who is a relationship guy. Well, and we can talk about that because that kind of led up to the now. Is like this has been two years in the making, or more, really, if you go back to yeah, calling on him as a customer. But if, but if you, uh, you talk about all the times that like getting to January of this year, there was times where his friend was looking probably to walk away because like they just weren't getting, it was taking too long. Right. Like you said it was going to be, I mean, I'm paraphrasing and, you know, speaking out of turn here, but like you said, it was going to be a year. It's been two, you know, what are we doing? Like we gotta, we gotta go. Right. We gotta go, go, go. Cut anybody else would have been a fool not to cut. Yeah. So it's amazing that Brian has been able to speak with him and, keep them, you know, as, as a customer at the table, you know, and seeing this project through. Cause like, man, it, I, oh, oh. There, well, you, you could, you, you, there could have been people losing out on money. Oh, everything. You know, and and, and we talk about emotional needs and, and, and joining people where they are and meeting their emotional needs. And so much of that, you know, we talk about husbands and wives and your parents and your kids, but if Brian wasn't able to do this, if Brian's back, you weren't able to Hello. do this from, you know, if you wouldn't have known how to meet his, your friend's emotional needs, you're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. It really is, <laughs> excuse me, the, the ability to spot what those needs are. Like for this particular individual, it's all about respect. And, you know, it, We've talked about emotional needs being like a secret language or um, cheat code. Yeah, cheat code. And in in the case of this individual who, you know, it's it's a it's a unique position to be in where we're doing something so big and ambitious um, professionally. But I'm also we're we're friends, right? Which we've developed over the years, and so it's a really fine line to walk. Um, between let me talk to you like a friend right now and give you the respect that a friend would give you. And that now let me talk to you as somebody that is working for you. Um, yeah, it's, there are so many tightrope situations that I, I had to, to navigate over the past month, big conversations that I had. And I, I really do believe that, um, understanding the, the different emotional needs of the people that I was talking to um, helped me get through some situations that I don't know if other people would have been able to get, they'd have lost their temper. They would have wilted. uh, They wouldn't have been able to recognize how to join that, you know, that person in that particular situation. And it could have caused, you know, a lot of different problems. Well, I think also it's a testimony to your awareness of the whole, you know, relationship building, but meeting relational needs because 
you have a high need for respect. Mm -hmm. Hate to break that to you. And so therefore, his high need for respect could have very easily clashed with your high need of respect if mm -hmm. you weren't aware of it. Mm. That, yeah. you know, oh, he's just demonstrating that he needs to be respected. He's not disrespecting you right. in this moment. Right. And so you had the awareness to, to realize this wasn't him taking away from your respect. It was his needing more respect. Yeah. And that's a real testimony to your acumen in that regard. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was thinking today, too, because I've worked with so many different people over the past month, month and a half, you know, on my side of things, on my company side of things, um, but especially on his side of things, you know, I'm working with his drivers. I'm working with, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to back off the mic and, um, you know, I'm working with his drivers. I'm working with his accountant, his, you know, all these different people across his organization. And the, the one thing, especially it hit me today was the only reason that this is still held together is because of my relationships, you know, um, like the accountant, if like she's a she's I've I've known her for a couple of years and I've known other people that have interacted with her and they just don't get along with her at all. Nobody gets along with the accountant. <laughs> Everything has to equal zero. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah. Well, she can be a bulldog. She sure. can be this. She can be that. And like with me, um, you know, j there's just this this almost like this extended grace or this this space that I'm able to the people give me right that they wouldn't give other people and it's because you've earned the right to be heard in that regard and i think too often we go through life and we assume somebody's just a jerk or somebody is abrasive or somebody is whatever when the reality is no they have an emotional need that's not being met or it's mm. taken from them yeah and so you become even that much more valuable to somebody because you're the one part, like she knows you're the one person that doesn't hate her. <laughs> she may not even be aware of it, but I mean, there's, you meet that need mm -hmm. in her life. And so to have that understanding gives you a leg up and keeps the relationships alive where other people would just sever them or cause such an uproar that the other person would sever them. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like you keep saying, um, earn the right to be heard. And I think, I know that a lot of the navigating over the past, you know, month, month and a half has been people understanding and, and knowing for certain that I'm listening, listening to them, like, like, and not just listening to what they're saying, but I think that there's this intrinsic, this person really understands me because I do, I, I I'm paying attention to You've what. You've been a driver on a bad route. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, and just, you know, I mean, this isn't the podcast for like talking about how to be an active listener and this and that. I mean, we've talked about that kind of stuff, but just showing that you're in, actually truly invested in what, what the person in front of you is doing, even if you think it's meaningless, even if you think it's not the, you know, it's not the most important thing in the world. Um, as long as you're there and, and you're showing that person that right now you are the most important thing in the world and I'm hearing exactly what you're saying and here's what you're saying. And, and that's joining somebody. Well, People don't want mm. you to give excuses. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to fix you know, their problems. You don't want them to, to explain why the situation is the way it is. They want to know, do you understand how I feel in this moment? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're the one causing them to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're doing. You know, you're calling it active listening, but you're seeking to understand, boy, how do you feel in this moment? And how is my, what role did I play in that? 
well, then, yeah, they're going to give you that benefit of the doubt and they're going to realize they've been heard, not just ignored or not pacified. Yeah. I think there's been a couple times where like you, you can hear it in somebody's voice and you're like, I know it's so frustrating, isn't it? Like just doing that, that kind of a thing, people are like, oh, okay, he's not trying to. He's not trying to paint this this rosy. But he gets that I'm frustrated. He gets that this particular situation is causing me stress or whatever. He get he's feeling it too, right. you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is it. All of this that we've been doing over the past couple of years with this podcast, um, you know, some of it's a discipline. Some of it you have to actively think about doing. But then there there's mm. there's the the habitual, almost like the muscle memory. that really reflexive. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and I think that over the past month, month and a half, that um, those things came out at the right times, um, you know, for the most part. So, yeah, it's, I've never, I don't think I've ever experienced more of uh, watching, standing on the edge of the beach and watching a tsunami that's really what <laughs> it's so waiting, scary that's, waiting for that's really hit. what it's felt like yeah um or like you're on this you're on the slopes and the avalanche is right behind you like again you can't sit still you can't go back you just have to keep going forward you just have to keep going forward as fast as you can um frantically yeah but control <laughs> right <laughs> yeah purposefully yeah because yeah. if you start to panic you lose your skis you get over the top of your skis and and or you know, it, it, it just, and I'm grateful for um, the person that I was there with. Um, you know, some of the conversations we had um, in the midst of all the insanity that we went through to be able to do that with somebody, you know, to have somebody joining you uh, where you both kind of just look every once in a while, look at each other wide eyed, but you're like, all right, you're real, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all of this is insanity, but you're right there and you're with me on this trip. And you've only gotten to know that person recently. Yeah, and I'm I'm very grateful for this person. Um, just one of the best people I've ever worked with in my life. Um, one of the hardest workers. Um, innovative. Yeah, just can't say enough good things about uh, about this person. Um, so yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't know what else to talk about. Just it, there were there were many times, and there's still are times where I feel like I'm having an out of body experience, and not necessarily imposter syndrome, but just kind of like looking at all of it, looking at the magnitude of um, of what we're doing, and and it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem like it's me. It doesn't seem like yeah. I, the, the well, fact that I was gone, like I, I feel like I fell into a wormhole <laughs> at the beginning of January. Yeah, well, and you you talk about you talk, Jay. I'm going to fix mine. Um, no, but it also is. I wonder, looking, I want to say backward or forward, but like, I wonder to what degree this has had an impact on you. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's it's a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. 
You know, like, oh, yeah. Like there's been trauma you talked about. Oh, we weren't going to eat. Oh, we're not going to sleep. Oh, we're not going <laughs> to. Like, those are all trauma responses. Your coworker's like, I'm just going to start taking Adderall. And you're like, oh, that, that doesn't sound <laughs> like a good idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, the meth isn't working anymore. So, I mean, I got to do something. I'm not eating. Picked the, wrong, picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so amazing because do you know that tonight at Grief Share, uh, the one guy brought that exact phrase up. What's that? The, the sniffing glue, glue one. Yeah, from airplane. Yeah, uh-huh. from airplane. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's how funny. random. What is that called? Coincidence? Uh, no, I mean synchronicity. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's synchronicity. Something with the matrix. But there's yeah. there's something like where you hear like the the same thing a couple times, which well, it's like one like, thing like Amy's even, dealing with. Where God is clearly impressing upon her to be still and know that He is God, and right. it's come up so many different ways. Okay, that's a message from God. Right. right. I don't think I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing. Right. She glue. probably shouldn't start right. sniffing glue or you something know, that's like the, that. So, that's but the second are, time I heard the reference well, like, from City Slickers this week. Like what? Right. You know? well, yeah. well, like in one Sunday morning, um, two different women, ages forty-five and sixty-five. I won't name them. Before 10 a.m. at church, use the term uh, crap show, except the S-H-I-T word, to me, the pastor, mm-hmm. about something else, that exact phrase. I'm like, all right, how many pastors have two different women in their church come up to them by 10 a.m. and use crap show, except the bad mm-hmm. word? Like, what is that? Like, yeah. how did that happen? Like, that's just and sniffing glue. Yeah. Reference. I don't know. I think it's one of those helps you know that you're in the right place at the right time kind of thing. Uh, I mean, back to trauma is where we got to all that. Yeah. And and I I, like at one point, a couple weeks into it, I was, I I had the same thoughts. Like, we're going to, and I told Peric, my coworker, the other guy. Yeah. I told, uh, (laughs) he, 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 it's fine. I don't, I don't, you've praised the man. I I don't think, yeah, you've praised the man. Um, But I told him, I was like, we are experiencing some trauma right now. You know this. And we're going to have to deal with it a little bit, right? You know this. He, and he agreed, you know, and it's funny because we went at such a hard pace for so long over this past month that when I left and and started to drive home last Friday, whenever it was, uh, after being there consistently for, you know, three weeks in a row, um, as soon as I got out of New York City, my entire, like I'm driving and all of a sudden, my entire body just almost shut down. Like I just this just just exhaustion. Like yeah. and I and I, I I hadn't been feeling it. Like I was tired. You were running on like adrenaline and yeah. You know, get we got to get this done. Yeah, yeah. The the night the night that we the night before we went live was one of the top three most f- uncomfortable nights of my entire life. Um, and I've had some pretty uncomfortable nights, but, but laying there trying to go to sleep, not knowing that I'm not going to go to sleep, knowing that at five 30 in the morning, um, we were going to pull the plug on this old system, go with this new system that it was not ready. <laughs> knowing Gosh, the, that's horrible. knowing <laughs> the beat, knowing the beat down that I was going to take by every Everybody. single, every single person, right? Drivers guys coming off the street. People. I don't yep. even know what you people doing here. But I think you're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> also an airplane reference. They just line up in the plane yeah. and just start beating, beating them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, like, and knowing that between, because we are so running up to the deadline that 
between four and six o'clock, I had about five hours worth of work that I needed to do just to get the day ready for these guys to even have an attempt to go out. Um, and I had to do it in two hours, not five. And it was it was, was so should have listened bad. to Rachel and just hit a button. I should have I didn't we think about it. What are you doing this whole time? Yeah, but but my but to go back to like the trauma was yeah, the pretty much the moment I got clear of New York and got in, into New Jersey and started you know just kind of finding a cruise uh on the highway it just it hit me um tangibly um how exhausted and how much how much I just, you know, gone through. Uh, you know, and it's not like I've been through war. Like I don't want right. to sign, like. There's people that have been through legitimate <laughs> yeah, war. Been homeless that whole time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this okay. I was staying at a hotel, and we had some deadlines, and I had some hard conversations. Wow, boohoo me. Yeah. But but there's a lot, dude. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, I imagine you like driving home, getting pulled over, and just start weeping to the cop. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just go. <laughs> so going back. Uh, to when you were talking about uh, a little bit of imposter syndrome, because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Eric's like, no, I'm that's very, my... very interested in this. I know a lot about it, uh, but I, but I something that I found, and I don't want to minimize anything that you've done, but like, you, is it safe to say that you've been a little, you've been a little over your head? It's been a little over your head. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I I will say that like emotional needs, you know, when you're talking to the accountant, when you're talking to you know, the head of the company, when you're talking to, you know, whoever, a driver, um, and you can relate emotional needs. Like, I feel like if you, if you do sea level work, but you're good at emotional needs, like you can get people together to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Cause like, I feel like there's times where like, like I, I'm in over my head and I, I'm not the right guy, but I can get the right people in the right room and mm-hmm. I can get the conversation going and like meet other people's emotional needs so that we can like mm-hmm. get the job done. And it like at times it is like a cheat code because like, it, like again, it's just a testament of like you keeping everybody at the table and everybody semi sane, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm sure there's been conversation with, you know, you used to be a driver. I'm sure there's conversations that you've related to drivers and had, you know, met, met them at their, mm-hmm. you know, emotional need level, things like that. And, I just think that's interesting because, like, there's times where, like, yeah, like, I do not belong in this room. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at me on paper, there, I shouldn't, I don't deserve it. It's, it's completely by God, God's grace that I'm in the room that I am. But with the tools that I've been given with emotional needs, like, it does help me feel more comfortable and, like, enable me to have conversations with people that I, I would have never thought I would have had. Right. Well, but I want to point out here, and I'm having a mini revelation twofold, because you're like, well, on paper, I don't deserve to be in that room. Well, right. But you can have somebody who on paper should be in that room, and yet they're the worst person in the world to work with. And so sure. they're not a team yeah. builder. They're a team breaker. Yeah, that could be the and opposite. So, so my point is, why isn't <coughs> being relational, for lack of a better term, qualify you to be in that room? Well, Furthermore, yeah. hold on. Okay. The I'm fact, not saying it doesn't. Well, you said on paper, I don't deserve to be in that room. It's only because I bring this emotional needs. And well, that's not only, but like that's a big part of it. Right. Without it, you wouldn't be in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think we're, we're starting to, or for some, some just sort of this mini revelation, like why do we call it a cheat code? 
It's actually the, the instruction it's, manual. It's yeah. the, the code. It's we're the, not cheating anything. <laughs> yeah. we're, right. we're tapping into yeah. the source. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, that's the way you're supposed to do it. So, like, I don't know if we should call it yeah, a we cheat don't, code. Yeah, we shouldn't call it a cheat right. code. And from here on, we will not call it the cheat code. Right. We'll call it something else. Yeah, call something it something else. else. Tapping into the source. <laughs> that's a little weird. Yeah, um, it doesn't have the same ring as cheek. But that's that's sort of my same point. Yeah, Whereas you're yeah. saying, well, I don't belong in the room. You're as good of a relational person, maybe in the entire company. Well, and even like I'll even say like I would rather hire a person based on who they are versus like the skills. Like I can teach skills. Right. You can't. Teach. Well, so that's why you belong yeah. in that room. Sure. You said you don't belong in that room. I get what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. I know. I don't have the degree. I don't have like you know the yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's not a cheat code. Um, the other thing, one of the other things that I realized, and I think I told you, Jay, was how there were a lot of people, you guys included that checked in on me, Mm. um, which normally I'm like, okay, that's whatever. Um, appreciate it, but kind of a wasted text. However, on this trip, it was very meaningful to me to get that occasional check-in, um, you know, from you guys, from other people. Um, and I don't normally need that. And so what I was saying to you is, you know, we take our relational needs questionnaire, which you can find at lunchtimeinarome.com, and I would encourage you to go out and take that relational needs questionnaire if you have not. But we take that, and I think at times we can think, okay, that's it. That's sealed up. This is what I am. But I think it can be very situational. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case... I'm not I'm I'm not a person that's very in need of support. Which is in, having somebody help you get something done. Yes. They come thinking? they come alongside of you and and put Mike Tomlin says everybody puts their hand in the pile, right? Um I'm normally not somebody that that needs you to come alongside me and actually help me. In some cases that actually makes me frustrated. Sure. Like leave me alone. I, you know give me the respect to be able to do this thing myself. In this case, the support that I got from um, from Peric uh, was incredible. It was uplifting, and, and not just from a technical standpoint. Like clearly, yes, his technical expertise yes. was essential, right? But also him being in the trench with you, yeah, to be he, able to look to him and you guys make that eye contact of, "Are we in this now?" His leadership, and there were times where it, it went back and forth, but his leadership. There were times where, like, I literally said to him, "Would you please talk me off the ledge?" Because mm. I'm at the point where, because I'm about to break, because I'm about to break, <laughs> uh, and, and vice versa. Um, and that's not normally you. It's not normally me. I but can in ha- this moment, I can handle a lot. But in those moments where you know the wave was crashing over me, uh, or seemingly crashing over me, um, you about know, to. yeah, his presence and his his steady. You know, because he's been through these similar things before, as have I. I mean, I've done go lives before. I've 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 gone on mission trips before. I've been in you know in situations that are stressful and unpredictable and 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 big. Right. Um, not as stressful. Not as big. Not as it, <laughs> not as <laughs> very complicated. A lot of moving parts. A lot of the stakes are. It's it's as high as it's ever been for me personally. Right. You know, um, I've taken a lot of like right now. Uh, I have on my back my friend's entire organization, his from 
order taking to deliveries. He's got Madison Square Garden as one of his customers. He's got Radio City Music Hall as one of his customers. That's on my back now, right? Like to support him to do these, all of these things, for him to get his money collected. That's on my back. That's on my shoulders. So the the responsibility that I feel right now has I've never I don't think I've ever felt anything as 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 personal and big to me, right? Um, but but back to the you know the changing or the shifting emotional needs. The other one was I think that hit me was belonging. I, I don't normally have a high sense high need for belonging, but for you guys to reach out and just kind of like hey. Remember us? Home We're here. Team. Home team. You know? here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was incredibly humbling. Moved um, the needle more than you would have expected. Very much so. You know, and mm. like I, I think I, I might have told both of you, but I definitely told you, Jay. Um, I don't I try not I did I I do my best to be a person that doesn't take any moments for granted because every moment is fleeting, you know, nothing's guaranteed, blah, 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 all those cliches, but it's true. Um but I, th- I still think you find yourself in a position sometimes where you're grinding out. It's like, okay, we got to go do podcast again. Okay, I got to do church again on Sunday. Like, you don't want to be there, but let's face it, you get there sometimes. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so to be, to have the paradigm shifted like I had over, you know, the past month and a half, I, I, I definitely had those moments where I was like, okay. I normally, I take this for granted and boy, in this moment, what I wouldn't give to be back there doing the podcast, what I wouldn't give to be mm. able to, you know, get up on Sunday and, and, you know, play the guitar and everything. And so those were humbling moments for me too, because, you know, the, like the phrase, I, I love the phrase adversity introduces us to ourselves. And I think so many of us are afraid to know who we are. Uh, and we're afraid to have the adversity that will introduce us to ourse- ourselves. I don't seek it necessarily. Who would? Yeah, but when <laughs> but when you're in it, yeah. um, it is it is nice, if not extremely difficult, to to be able to see a different side of yourself mm. and and a, and a different side of God. You know, because mm. the it, like. I never, I never doubt. Like I don't want to say I never doubted because I definitely did. <laughs> well, that would be but, the wrong thing to say. Yeah, but I had this fundamental sense through everything that I was hearing and reading, um, you know, in my in my devotion and and just in in my prayers uh, and spending what little time I had with God. Everything was, I've got this. This isn't a surprise to me. Hmm. This is, this is, this is, we're good, you know, and to know deep down that that was true and then to go out and face this tsunami, yeah, it was like, all right, bring it. Like, I don't want it, but if God's telling me like, again, I'm not like, I, I didn't have five stones and a slingshot. I'm going to go fight Goliath. Sure. God's saying he's on my team. Different circumstances. Right. There's still the, what if this doesn't work? Still a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But but to have that foundation of God going, don't be afraid. Yeah. I wonder also, Amazing. you know, the one thing is clear and your was demonstrated through your experience is you may not have had a high need for belonging before, but having 
zero of it made it more evident. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it was just a function of not having any of it, even though you don't have a high need. If you had a high need of belonging yep. and gone and done what you did, well, then you'd have crumbled. But yep. you only had a little need, but still having zero of it, if you only need two or whatever, well, if you have zero, that's still, mm-hmm. you're in a deficit. I wonder to what degree, because you don't have a high need of acceptance, which is being loved even though you've made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. That was another one that really stuck out to me. Um was I'm sure glad that I don't need acceptance from these people because I'm not getting anything. <laughs> you oh, know, like, I would have been a like, mess. Like <laughs> I have anxiety just thinking about what you've gone through from a, from a acceptance perspective. Yeah, or appreciation. <laughs> but I think that that also enhanced your need for belonging because yes. you wanted to be around. It was good to hear from those who didn't think you were the worst, didn't think you were terrible, that mm-hmm. you weren't letting down all the time. And even if you did, we'd still love you no matter what. Whereas up there, no, you know, you've got a job, your relationship with each person who yeah. works at that company is contingent upon your performance. Yeah. Right. Except for the owner of the company. Well, and that's, which is still a little contingent upon your performance. Mm. Very much so. <laughs> um, but, and that's what we were saying. I think right before we went on, on the, to the podcast was and this, you know, talking about the different ways of, of emotional needs can change circumstantially is one of the key things, key things for me over the past, you know, month and a half is what's the right voice to listen to mm. at the right time. And cause everything else at this moment is a distraction except for this one thing. And so city slickers, well, one thing. One thing. While I didn't necessarily care or was able to put aside what driver so and so was saying about me, mm. if Kono if if my guy Kono <laughs> would have been saying the same thing about me, that changes everything. That matters a whole lot more. Right. So Frankie matters. Or Sal or whoever's the driver matters. Right. He matters, but, and, but not like that. You and know? you're not going to sacrifice the relationship with the head honcho right. to make the driver happy. Yeah. Well, and there, there, you know, that was another another struggle in this is the owner's writing the program. Like he, he's like, this is my program, but yet we're dealing with all of these other people who have their idea of what this should be, and at one point the owner very specifically said, Hey, I want you to remember, I don't care what they say. This is my program, Mm. you know? And it's like, yeah, but they need this thing, you know, to, to, to get their job done. Um, you know, and, and so you have those conversations like, well, they need this thing to get the job done, but I know that this is your program. Um, let's meet in the middle, you know, just, just, it was one problem after the other to solve. And th- it was funny, you know, my guy, Peric, and I, I've said it before. I think it's even on my Instagram, um, like job description, problem solver. You know, like that's just what I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, what yeah. I do in life. Yeah. I'm a problem solver. And that's exactly what Peric, um, you know, my coworker said. He's like, I, you know, I can write programs, but I'm a problem solver. And so it was really cool to stand side by side with somebody else who has that same mentality of let's just take this. It's one problem to solve after the next and after the next until we don't have any more problems to solve, you know, it relatively speaking. And I, you know, that, that there were so many times that 
I've just felt like he and I were in this giant ditch together and we just had to shovel as fast as possible. And it's like, at some point, at some point, we're going to see a light at the end of the tunnel. And we did, you know, and now we're at a point where is it perfect? Heck no. We are driving, I, I use the analogy, like we're driving a, a Pinto that we're half pushing along. There's no dashboard lights and we're still painting the hood, but it's moving, right? And we're going to get to the Cadillac and now we're going to get to the spaceship over the next, you know, six to nine months. Um, but, you know, just one problem after the other. And here we are. And, and I think to sum everything up is um, we're we're i'm still here i'm still standing yeah no and you've and you're the better man for it very much i've changed so much so one of the podcasts you missed was the level up challenge yeah and we're not going to go into that tonight because it's too in depth oh i listened to it no, i didn't listen to it but, but the you, other one you know it's interesting because Patton yeah. is tuned in he has an opinion about the level up challenge which we'll talk about at a later time mm. is it positive negative or informative mm, we'll see mm. interesting mm-hmm the other was the best, which was last week. We just talked about all things that are the best. And I think a good way to wrap up tonight would be, Brian, whether it be a piece of food, mm-hmm. whether it be a conversation, whether it be a relationship, mm. uh, clearly it's not the software. What was <laughs> yet? Yeah, that's last, right. That's, that's right. what I said was. <laughs> in your time in New York, what was or what did you experience that was the best? Could have been the calls from home. Could have been wow, your drives a back. That's a given, your drives you know. back. You told me were very peaceful. Yeah. When you'd come home for the not even a weekend for a day and a half. Yeah. What was the best? I have to do the best. I'm sure, but in general, like oh, that was the best. Doesn't have to be the one best, but things that were the things best. that are the best. It can be anything like like Bella mentioned, like clothes out of the dryer. Oh, that's uh, the best. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, the meal a meal that you had at the diner. Two That's things: taking a, taking a shower at the beach, having a kiss of a piece of steak underneath the covers. Uh, he combined all of yeah. them. It's turtle. It's <laughs> it's, yeah, it's <laughs> Three things: my hotel shower, <laughs> the, best. Oh, the best. See, that's what I'm talking about. The best, man. Yeah. I looked forward every night. Rainfall. After, um, it was one of those big. Yeah, had like oh, but it was above your head. It was still coming at you. Like it was above my head, but so like it was one. It was a walk-in. It had one of those like sliding glass oh, yeah, doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it a bathtub. No, well, um, but it was. It was a big um, metal, nice rectangular device, mm. and it, and and it the shower head, and it didn't change. It was just it shot super hot water out at me as hard as it could. Ah, nice. uh, water pressure. Yeah, and 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 the thing the thing was behind me, so the. Um, the shower head was in front of me and the, the adjusting thing was behind me. I don't know why I like that so much, but I did. Um, but I look, I, for, I look forward to that shower every night when yeah. I got home, like yeah. the shower, I've been taking a shower at home and I, I used to love my shower at home. Not anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not like, the best. kind of not weak. the same. This is kind of weak. Um, the other best was Peric and I were able to get, he's, he's from India. He's a, he's an authentic Indian. And so he took me, um, to... A couple Indian, two different Indian restaurants, restaurants on two different nights back to back. And we got this thing called a dosa. Um, it's like a crepe. And actually, Lex and I went out to dinner tonight for our, for Valentine's Day. And we found an Indian restaurant and got got a, another dosa. But it, it's a it's a vegetarian, but it's like a, um, it's 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 a crepe. It's very thin. It's rice and uh, ghee. As mm-hmm. the as the crepe, and then like mash like mashed potatoes and and peas and stuff in the middle of it, 
Um, it's so delicious. I have a picture. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Yeah. The one that I got tonight was massive. But I, the the meals with Peric, um, how thrilled he was to introduce me to authentic Indian food. Well, it's, it's nice to have somebody to escort, that knows. You, to yes. escort you around that menu. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't know what I'm ordering. Yeah. I, need, I need like, you know... All the ingredients. I, I need things laid out for me. Well, yeah. I walked into an Indian restaurant before with like before I went out with Peric. I walked in, I looked at the menu, went, "All right, there's a Greek place over there. I can understand that one." So I went over to the Greek place. Yeah, because I couldn't understand anything on sure. this Indian. Yeah. So, but yeah, having him. Um, but the food was delicious. But the conversation was even better. Getting to know this guy, uh, just just where like, yeah, it was the best. He's he's my new guy. And honestly, the third thing, complete and utter sobriety. Being able to wake up and just feel fresh mm-hmm. in the midst of all that, to even even if I'm tired, you know, um, but to know that that was something that like it wasn't taking any of my life energy from me mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways, physically, mentally, to 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 just be in that spot where um, we were accomplishing very difficult things that I wasn't making it any harder on myself than sure. it needed to be, you know. So I think those are my three bests. That sounds like the best. Man, that is the best. You know you know what the best is? Yeah. Brian's voice. And I just haven't heard enough of it tonight because I've missed him so much. So, Brian, would you read the outro for us? <laughs> I sure will. That is it for episode 233. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Five-year-olds. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So. Close to Satan sometimes. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. America. <laughs> Picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue.